1: Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Matthew 24, verses 46 and 47. All right, welcome back to yet another Legion of Michael podcast. Thank you very much for being here. I truly appreciate it, and I appreciate the fact that I have this opportunity to deliver this message to you. Yes, indeed. Of course, if you go to legionofmichael.com, as you should, and you should have done that already, but if you haven't done that, you can pop over right now. It looks to me, let me see, I'm going to go there right now, legionofmichael.com. It's really easy to find. And you can always uh, click the enroll now button. And like I said, if, as I speak the words into this microphone, uh, enrollment is currently open. But if it's not, that's cool. Just uh, click the notify me button. Put your email in there and we'll notify you as soon as enrollment is open. And as always, if you would like to support the show, there is a hyperlink. It's really cool really cool a hyperlink uh, in the show notes and uh, you can go ahead and click the clicky click click buttons and you can uh, support the show and I, I would appreciate that if you did and I know the boys would appreciate it so blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions and that, of course, that would be the uh, the discussion when when Christ was talking to his disciples, and he told them to be ready, to be ready at all times. Make yourself ready uh, during many, uh, well, during different verses and different uh, discussions. He talked about uh, that the the second coming, that the uh, second coming of Christ would be uh, come as a thief in the night when you did not expect it. And in the previous story, he's talking about the, the good slave uh, or servant. The good, how, what did Christ say? He said, uh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. The master went away on a journey, and he left his servants in charge. And the good and faithful servant took care of his master's property. So when the master returned... He praised him. But then the unfaithful servant, what did the unfaithful servant? The unfaithful servant, well, he went out drinking and whoring and screwing around, right? And then the master arrived at a time where he was not expected and uh, Christ said that he would be thrown out and there would be gnashing, weeping and gnashing of teeth, right? Well, I recently read that. I was reading the book of Matthew And it reminded me of my own personal experience having been in the military. In the military, whether it's Army, Navy, Air Force, maybe Air Force, I don't know, but Army, Navy, Marine Corps, uh, and not just the American military, in military units throughout history, they use the inspection as a way to ensure that the standards are being maintained you know, from small unit inspections where it might be a lieutenant or a platoon sergeant, all the way up to general-level inspections. You know, we had, we had the CGs and IGs and, you know, inspecting general or CG as a commanding general's inspection. And let me tell you what, brothers and sisters, when the command general comes down and inspects the units, there's some serious butthole puckering. But you need to ask yourself why. You know, When I was working as a military contractor, and uh, as a military contractor, I was already a veteran. I had already, already been in and out. I had my DD-214. I had not one but two honorable discharges. And I went to work after my second honorable discharge uh, as a military contractor, and I was working full-time for a unit and I was working alongside active-duty military personnel. And frequently, the active-duty military personnel, uh, they would go into panic mode or freak-out mode. They'd go into freak-out mode because they got word that the brass from Virginia was coming down for an inspection. The brass is coming. They're, they're coming for an inspection. Next week, they're coming for an inspection. And they would come around and tell us, you know, we were in... I was, uh, working as a small arms and tactics instructor, and so they would gather the instructor cadre together, and they would like, and they would tell us, "Hey, we just got word that the admiral or the captain, uh, and in this this is Navy parlance, obviously. So a captain in the Navy uh, is not the same as a captain in the Army. A captain in the Navy uh, is an O five. Yeah, it's an 05. Uh, is yeah, so 05. Uh, like a colonel would be in the Army or the Marine Corps. Anyway, they'd freak out. They're like, "Make sure that you do everything right. Make sure that you're doing everything correctly." And for our part, we, I, um, uh, I never worried about inspections. We never worried about inspections. You know, we they would they would do their little freak out thing. And the funny thing is, is because everybody on my team, everybody on all the cadre were experienced military veterans, a lot of guys who'd been in special operations. And we uh, were all experienced military veterans. And so when the, the, current, the, the current active duty guys, uh, when they would you know come around, they would be doing the freak out. We all kind of, we looked at each other and we're like, you know, calm down. We got it. You you go take care of your house. Make sure your house is in order because our house is in order. You see, I never worried about inspections because I always did it right. We never worried that we were going to be "quote unquote" surprise inspected. You know the surprise inspection, surprise. Uh, we never worried about that because, well, if you always do the right thing. You never have to worry about a surprise inspection. The only people who fear inspections or who have reason to fear inspections are those who are in the habit of not doing the right thing. The lazy and lackadaisical. My dad used to use that word all the time when I was growing up. Lackadaisical. Your dads probably did too. Your dads and your grandpas. Don't be lazy and lackadaisical. If you don't know what it is, look it up. And the exact same principles, like I said, you know, this is still Legion of Michael when we're still talking about faith. We're still talking about uh, um, the second coming. The same principles apply to the children of God. We need not fear the second coming of Christ, the rapture, if we spend our lives following Christ's instructions. You see, in the military, they use the inspection as a way to ensure that the standards, whatever the military standards, whatever is expected of them, is being done. You know, when I was active duty Marine Corps, I was a part of a uh, of a ship's company. I was a part of the Marine Detachment on board the USS Forrestal, an aircraft carrier. And in the Navy, they frequently have very serious inspections where they come and they inspect, they send a group of inspectors out to the ship and they go into every single department, you know, um, every you know, everything, whether it's engineering, whether it's you know, whether it's the mess hall, whether you know it's comms, whether, you know, and of course on an air, you know, on an aircraft carrier, you've got the flight deck and you know, all of that stuff. Combat control and including the Marine Detachment, (laughs) they would laughingly, we we used to, you know, we would laugh, like, oh, the Navy's going to come and inspect us to see if we're up to par. (laughs) Don't sweat it, bros, if uh, we're we're there. Uh, And those who do, those who meet the standards or who meet the highest level of standards, who get the gold star, once they come and inspect your ship and they're like, yep, you did Everything right, or 99% of everything was done absolutely correctly. You are ready to go into battle. You got a little ribbon. Yeah, they would give you an award. The entire ship would earn an award. It was called the Battle E, the Battle Efficiency. And uh, we got that. I wore one of those on my uniform because our ship passed with flying colors, because we had good leadership, and we were ready. We did not need to fear an inspection. If you are a child of God and you are following Christ's instructions, I don't, he doesn't expect you to be perfect. What he expects you to be is intelligent enough or humble enough to realize when you make a mistake, seek forgiveness for that mistake, and make the, make the concerted effort not to make that mistake again. All right, let's go ahead and read the full story here. It says, but if that evil slave says in it, now this is the first two verses we read were 46 and 47. All right, so let's pick up with Matthew chapter 24, uh, verse 48, and continue the rest. But if that slave says in his heart, my master is not coming for a long time, and he begins to beat his fellow slaves, and he eats and he drinks with those habitually drunk. Then the master of that slave will come on a day that he does not expect, and at an hour that he does not know, and he will cut him in two and assign him a place with the hypocrites, and in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, and I don't know how many of you were in the military and you know that story, you appreciate that story. Maybe you work for a, an organization or a company and your bosses or your supervisors are always coming around and they're, they're doing the little, little freak out. The bosses are coming, the bosses are coming. You know what? The only people that need to worry about the boss coming or the inspector or whatever or the owners are going to be here today. Yeah, if you've ever worked for a company that had owners who weren't there every day, and they're like, oh, the owner's going to be here today. Good, let them come. Because every single day I come to this job and I do it right, and I'm not afraid. If they want to ask me questions, I can answer their questions all day long. You need to apply that same exact feeling, that same exact principle to your life as a Christian. If someone were to say, you don't know, Christ could be here tomorrow. I could turn this microphone off and boom, rapture. Do we need to be afraid? Not if you're doing the right thing. The only people who need to be afraid are those who don't, who habitually don't do the right thing. Those who are lazy and lackadaisical and dishonest. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being out there. I truly appreciate it. You don't need to uh, constantly be prepared for inspection. If, you know, if you're always doing it the right way. And if you ask, you know, if you are afraid, or you're like, ooh, yeah, I better straighten things out, well, then that's a conversation you need to have with yourself. Let's go ahead and say the warrior's prayer with me. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen.